Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve, and welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is August 4th, 2022. It is currently 1.52 a.m. in the freaking morning. What the hell am I doing talking to you folks? I should be sleeping. I should be working. My podcast doesn't make much money, but who the hell cares, right? I know some of you out there listen to me, and some of you out there listen to me love me, and they end up booking my services here with my wedding company at Dream Wedding Soy. Thank you so much if you are some of those customers. And if you're just thinking about not booking with me, that's okay too. You just want to listen to my voice. I'm cool with that. <laughs> and by the way, those of you who want to send me hate mail, I'm cool with that too. Anyway, I haven't talked to you folks in a while. I must really apologize. Again, I'm just so freaking busy. Uh, you know, summertime is a wedding time. They call themselves June brides, July brides. I guess you have your August brides now. And then, it, you know, things just got kind of caught up in the moment. You know, I was doing weddings left and right. Man, July was just so busy. So many people wanted to get their vows renewed. I think I did about... 10 or 12, I can't count it. And then I did about three or four weddings. Uh, it was just a really, really busy month. And on top of that, I was helping my father with his company, Sharpening Paper Cutters. You know, I do that for free for him. And then we are starting our barbecue business. And uh, that is coming along. It's uh, easily coming along. I'm easily, what is the right word? It is slowly coming, coming along. It's not easily coming along because it's not a very easy thing to do. You know, when you open up businesses, it takes, <laughs> it takes a little elbow grease. You know what was really, really interesting? I had a conversation today with a gentleman who I really don't know. Um, he called my wedding company out of the blue uh, looking for some advice on wedding investments. He didn't want to book a wedding with me. Uh, he wanted to – I'm thinking he wanted to actually acquire a wedding venue and he wanted to see how much money it could possibly make. And he was throwing out some big numbers to me and I started, and I just marched him down the entire path and, you know, offered him my friendly advice. And then he said something really, really curious to me. He told me that, you know, Steve, have you ever made seven figures a year in your life? And uh, I, I told him, well, I'm not going to really answer that question, uh, but I'll tell you one thing. I would like to make seven figures in my life in one year. Uh, of course, who the hell wouldn't, Right. And then he says, you know, he's got this company and he's talking big. He's throwing out some big numbers. And he, he said, I really want you, Steve, to be one of those people who make seven figures for my company. And, uh, you know, and I really think I can take you to the next level. Wouldn't you like that? And I told him, well, which company? And I told him, well, he, he, said, he, he said, it's a wedding company, Steve. It's a wedding company. I can take Dream Weddings Hawaii. And I, and I could, uh, with this new wedding venue, we could take you to, to new heights if you just... You know, just give me your attention and book this venue every single day, 24, seven days of the week. You know, seven days, I'm sorry, 20, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, right? And uh, I, I told him, you know what, sir? While it sounds really great, uh, money doesn't really motivate me these days. You know, if he came to me 
when I was 20 years old, I would have given him a different answer. Yeah, 20 years old, I was, uh, yeah, I was really obsessed with success. Um, I met a few uh, business entrepreneurs. Well, I'm saying the same thing, right? I, I met a few entrepreneurs on top of the plane, restauranteurs, uh, who made a lot of money. I remember uh, flying over to Florida, first class, and uh, you know, bumped into them, and they told me all these different things about making money, and I said, wow, that is just great. And I wanted to be like them. I read some books, and uh, and I and uh, one of my greatest mentors uh, never met the person, but it was Richard Branson. And uh, I wanted to make my company, my production company, like his Virgin Empire. And then, as uh, you know, time went on, I was somewhat successful, and then I wasn't successful. Uh, but then, as time went on, I became less. Uh, enamored with the idea of making money and more enamored with the idea of providing a really good service and just doing a good job. And I found out that when I do a good job, money just follows. Of course, you, you know, marketing, you know, marketing is all about, you know, you need marketing, you need good word of mouth, you need good business practices. But ultimately, if you just do a good job, care about your customers, and uh, word just spreads, it really, really does. And that's without social media. You know, I don't do much social media marketing other than Google and this podcast. And you know, you know what? And also a Facebook group. But then again, my Facebook group is just out there to really help people, help brides. I'm not really trying to make a buck out there. I do know that for the, mo- for the most part, I am probably the best you know, wedding company out there because I'm the most honest. I answer the phone calls. I'm, I answer the phone calls. I tell brides the way it's supposed to be. I don't overcharge them at all. I charge what's fair to me. And I'm not out there to make a million bucks a year. I really don't. You know, and I'm really not there to make money. And now, will I one day make that amount of money? Who the hell knows? And to be honest, I really don't care. I just want to pay my bills, live happily, and uh, you know we'll see what goes along. Really, see what comes along. And when I told that to this gentleman who was just you know uh, just uh, very charismatic, a kind of a good talker, big talker, uh, and a fast talker, he was pretty surprised. And he told me, he said, "Steve, you're like probably the first person I ever heard." That ever, you know, came back to me with the answer, answer when I asked him, do you want to make a million dollars a year? And you basically said no. And I told him, I didn't say no. I said, that's not what really motivates me. And he couldn't get that through his mind. And he told him, he, he asked me, well, Steve, what's, uh, what other things do you want to do with your life? And I, and I told him, well, I'm going to be starting a barbecue company. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be a conservative, uh, it's going to be a conservative waypoint here in Hawaii. Uh, you know, people can come to our place, get a good, get some good ribs, get some good brisket. And, uh, you know, they can actually take a look with it, what the conservatives have to say regarding any topic, global warming, abortion, or anything like that, what we think of Nancy Pelosi and everything. And, and, and on top of that, we're going to be a great place to like just sit back, relax, and you know, do some dancing and listen to, to, to some good music. And in fact, it's going to become probably a honky tonk, uh, you know, um, later on in the future after we uh, get past the food trailer phase and we open up our own brick and mortar. And he told me straight out, he said, "Well, that sounds really great, Steve, but you know what you need to do is you need to open up a bar." That's what a honky tonk is. Like, screw the quality of the food. You just need to open up a bar and that, and I can help that make it happen. I said, well, I said, well, sir, you know, maybe that's true, but we're going to go 
with the food route first. We want to make sure we, you know, make some good brisket, some good ribs, some good, you know, beef ribs and a pool pork. And we want to bring that to Hawaii. And he said, Steve, you are just obsessed too much with quality. You know, just get them drunk, get them dancing, and uh, you're good to go. You're going to be bringing that, bringing in that money. And just who the hell cares about that? Who, who, who the hell cares about the quality of your brisket? And I told him I do. And then he just ended the phone call. He says, well, Steve, I really respect that. I really, really respect that. I'm just not on the same page as you. And that, that's what it comes down to. A lot of people in America, or actually I'll, I'll say the world, they're just obsessed with money. Uh, I even had conversations with uh, friends of friends, and I was sitting down with them uh, just recently at a at a just a, a, a small little get together, and we had a heart to heart talk. And this this uh, gentleman sitting right next to me, about four years old, five years younger than me, uh, has seen more financial success than I ever did in my entire life. Uh, married to a beautiful wife and kids, um, but he's not happy with his life. And he said, you know, Steve, I'm really not happy with my life. I'm, hor- I'm, I'm just, I'm not there yet. Like, and I think I need to, in order for me to be happy with my life, you know, I need to make more. I need, I need to make more money. And uh, I asked him, I said, well, how much time do you spend with your wife and your kids? He says, I don't because I have to, um, I really have bills to pay. I said, why do you have so many bills to pay? He says, well, he says, well I got this car, and I got this house, I got this another business venture that isn't doing too well. I'm, I'm involved with lawsuits and I got to pay these lawyers here and there. And he's only 40 years old. And he's making close to a million dollars a year, he told me. But all of that is going to other people, lawyers and all these different things because he's getting sued left and right. <laughs> and he's not happy. His wife is not happy. In fact, his wife comes up to him and, and uh, asks him, you know, what brings joy to your life? And he, he told me, he says, I really can't answer that question right now. And, uh, but I just feel I need to make more. And I told him, you know what? It's not about money. It's really not about money. Quality of life is a separate subject from <laughs> the amount of money you have in your bank. It really, really is. Um, money can only take you so far. Of course, if you're poor, you, know, it's, you have to always worry about money. You have to always worry about paying the bills. But if you just earn a modest living and, you're, and, you're not, and you don't tie wealth to happiness, um, you don't need wealth. You really, really don't need it. Um, it doesn't hurt. And if you, and I, I, but I'll tell you this. There's a lot of people out there in Hollywood right now, right, who are just multi, multi, multi-millionaires. And um, just take, for example, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Would you trade your life for to be in the shoes of Amber Heard or Johnny Depp? Or how about Nicolas Cage? How about Evander Holyfield? How about a lot of these other people out there? I don't think, even Madonna, I would not trade anything. You know, if someone had a if, if someone had a machine that says, "Hey, we're going to switch souls, we're going to switch bodies for a second here, and allow myself to live in these shoes of these celebrities and live like what it is to be a celebrity for the rest of your life," I would not take it because they live in a prison. They live in a prison, first of all, of celebrity, right? They can't go out and you know, they can't go to the movies. They can't go to the mall without someone harassing them. You know, they live like in their home most of the time. That's why they're, they build these really extravagant, you know, mansions with like ice skating rinks and movie and movie uh, uh, theater houses and all these things because they can't go out 
sad and enjoy life. It's as though they're always living under this umbrella of COVID, even before COVID happened. And, and that's why when the shutdowns happened and they had to live in their homes, their really big mansions, it really didn't affect them too much. They had no idea what the rest of us were complaining about because I'm sorry, we don't have a movie theater that can seat 20 in our house. We don't have a bowling alley in our house. We don't have, we don't have a full-size basketball court you know, in our house. Unlike these celebrities. In fact, some of them even have, I've seen it personally, that some of them have ice skating rinks, like full-size, Olympic-size ice skating rinks in their house. It's just crazy. It's nuts. But they, but again, they have these things here because they can't go out in public and go to a regular ice skating rink. They'll just get harassed, right? You know, or paparazzis will follow them all around. They can't do it. So they're used to, you know, creating their own little world in, in their little bubble. And that's why the lockdowns were nothing to them. But again, for, you know, going back to success, a lot of these celebrities, they're on psychotic meds. They're depressed. They're wandering around their million dollar life wondering, what in the world am I going to do? <laughs> it's really, 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 really sad. Anyway. That's not what my podcast is about today. You know, I, I, that was just what was on my mind uh, when I first started talking. What I really want to talk about kind of has something to do with success, and it kind of has something to do, to do with paranoia. I mean, what happens when you when you combine paranoia with success? Well, you kind of get Alex Jones, <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry to laugh kind of here here because. Uh, I was never a fan of Alex Jones. Um, first of all, I don't like his voice because he always talks like this. He always talks like he has something in his voice. I'm not sure how anybody can talk like that. Um, but he ha- he he goes off on the deep end of these conspiracy theories. I mean, we're talking deep, 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 deep end. And um, he's getting sued for a lot of money, $150 million. His company, Free Speech Systems LLC, they're, they're getting sued by... Um, Neil Helson, Helson and Scarlett Lewis, who are the parents of a slain six-year-old, uh, Jesse Lewis, um, because Jesse Lewis, this young little kid, he was actually killed in the Sandy Hook massacre. And Alex Jones said that this massacre was 100% false and that all the kids there were you know, part of some type of you know, elaborate uh, hoax that was going on. And uh, he kept pushing this conspiracy theory, and every other, like you know, you know, um, other school shooting again was a hoax. There were hired actors, and you started these grocery stores that got shot up. There were hired actors, you know, even things. This this type of theory that that there was hired actors that that um, that were that took part in these massacres. Even went to the September 11th attacks where the September 11th uh, towers were brought down by bombs and everyone in there were just, who died were hired actors. Everyone who died in the Pentagon, you know, that was hired actors. And it, you know, it just like blew my mind when I started to hear these theories that people who followed Alex Jones, uh, even believed any of this nonsense, but he kept pushing this crap. And yes, it is literal crap because you know, as a screenwriter, and I'll tell you this, or why don't I just say as, as, as a person with common sense, right? I won't play that screenwriter like, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, I guess hand with you right now. I'm just going to say as a person with common sense, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense that a parent would just, you know, fake his own child's death for this long of a time um, to be compensated with money. I mean, greed, that's something you cannot buy. 
You know, we're talking about money, right? You know, who the hell cares if somebody if somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, for about a million dollars, or even a couple hundred thousand dollars, or say even ten million dollars, will you fake your child's death for the rest of their life?" Would you? Absolutely not. We're just, we're, in fact, we're going to take your kid, hide him somewhere, and for the rest of your life, you'll never be able to see him. Never, ever, ever, ever. Uh, but we'll give him $10 million. And we'll give you $10 million. But you have to say for, goodbye to your six-year-old kid who you loved. and uh, that. But that's the price that we're going to put on the table. And we're going to give it to every single kid out there. We're going to offer it to every single family. Would you be willing to take it? The majority of you parents out there would probably say no. I'm hoping you would say no. And, uh, and this is what gets, gets back to the conversation of money, right? Money isn't everything. But Alex Jones pushed this conspiracy theory over and over and over again. And now, finally, all of this is coming home to, 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 to roast him back. And uh, he's getting sued for $150 million. Now, do I believe that what he said is wrong? Yes. Do I believe that uh, he should be sued for $150 million? No. Absolutely not. Because we live in America. You have the freedom to be wrong. You have the freedom, you have the freedom to, be, to, to think of any type of conspiracy theory out there. And he was 100% wrong, right? He even admits under oath right now that he was 100% wrong. But he has that right. So I'm not sure how this defamation trial can ever succeed, right? He, even though he's wrong, he's not trying to defame these parents. He's not trying to defame these kids. He's just pushing a conspiracy theory that maybe he may have heard from someone else. Did he make it up? Even if he did, he has the right to speak that. Now, what will happen to all of the other conspiracy theorists? What happens to all of your other friends out there who pushes false narratives? And again, they are wrong. How about, about all the flat earthers out there? They're 100% wrong, but they're great people. All right? They're great, great, good people. But for some reason, this flat earth, this flat earth um, uh, theology gets to your kids and all of a sudden, your kids become flat earthers and they become very stupid. And all, does that entitle you to sue that person or your friend who pushed this flat earth, to earth uh, theory on your kid when he was maybe about eight years old? Because your kid now is an idiot because he believes in flat earth, right? Can you sue your friend for that? No, you can't because this is America and it's free speech. And people have the right to be idiots. People have the right to be wrong. So I'm not sure where this entire thing is going. Now, what's making this really larger than it should be is that this is Alex Jones, and Alex Jones is hated by the media because some of the things that he pushes, some of the things are 100% correct. And you know, uh, some of the, the man-on-the-street type of uh, uh, journalism that he does exposes the insane theology of the left. And I do watch some of his of his man on the street type of things. I'm not sure if they call it that, but it's very equivalent to to some other like you know man on the street type of programs. I think you know what I'm talking about. But I do watch it, and it's really, really, really interesting to see you know that perspective of people who are on the left that liberalism, how insanely angry and stupid they are. Now, 
you look on the right, they're also insanely angry and stupid too. I, I, I can't just, you know, you know, you know uh, keep the right out of, out of this conversation. But at least, you know, what Alex Jones is doing is he is exposing, you know, some type of true journal, journalism out there. Unlike people like on CNN or, you know, MSNBC, who pushes false narratives all the time, you know, what, what is the difference between what Alex Jones is doing and what is the difference to what CNN or CNBC or MSNBC is doing? And MSNBC, CNN, for three years, pushed the narrative that the Russians had colluded with Donald Trump and that's why Hillary Clinton lost the election, right? <laughs> they did that for three years. Um, the FBI did that for three years. The um, Adam Schiff Congress did that for three years. They tarnished Donald Trump's name. Shouldn't Donald Trump be able to sue all of those people? What's the difference? In fact, what happened to Donald Trump is just as bad. That is defaming. They're saying Donald Trump was a Russian spy. You remember that, right? That And, and he's not. He's not. They're saying he was a pawn of Putin. But he's not. But Donald Trump can't sue for defamation. But Neil Helson and Scarlett Lewis can just because their six-year-old uh, kid died. And get this, Alex Jones had nothing to do with the death of their kid. Absolutely nothing. Okay? All of the children there, the 20 children and six staff killed at the Sandy Hook Elementary School Alex Jones had absolutely nothing to do with their death. And here they are trying to sue for $150 million because Alex Jones pushed some false information or made up some crap. Right? Now, what happens if they lose? What happens if Alex Jones loses? Well, there goes freedom of speech. There really goes freedom of speech because apparently you can be held accountable for the words that come out of your mouth. And that really isn't fair because what about me? I'm doing a podcast, right? And what if I spurt some inaccurate information out there? What, what if, what if I, what if an inaccurate information comes out of my mouth one day because I, I get things wrong? And I do get things wrong. I'm human, right? But I don't mean to get things wrong. I don't mean it at all, but it just happens to be. Does that mean that person, all of a sudden who I accused of doing this, maybe, maybe I accuse someone of like being a murderer, right? And I've done that before. You know, I, I think I've said that, that when that, uh, what was that, um, Ursula Gal, when she was like a murdered, that it felt that her murder, that her husband may have something to do, to, to do with the murder. It really seemed like that, right? Can that husband end up suing me because I actually have a, 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 you know, an opinion that I think he's maybe kind of responsible because his wife got murdered and he went, he left. It, just when his wife got murdered, he and his son took off to Oregon to go look at colleges. And then he disconnected the security system and the, hand, the, and the handyman comes over and kills her. That seems kind of just, you know, too coincidental for me, right? I, I'm sure you're probably thinking the same thing. But apparently, probably wrong, or we are wrong that, uh, in that theory because the handyman, you know, confessed it to, confessed it 100%. But, can we still be sued for saying something like that? Can I still be sued for saying something like that now? <laughs> According to this lawsuit, you probably could. So uh, I, I don't know what's going to go, go on here. It's, um, 
it's kind of very, very frustrating for me. I, I mean, I'm not sure why they're trying to go after Alex Jones. And first of all, too, with when you sue for $150 million, you have to prove that <laughs> there's $150 million worth of damages. And all of that you know, cannot be a result of just emotional hardship or damage. I mean, I get it. Okay, you're emotionally, you're, you're, you're emotionally crippled, but it doesn't mean that you're losing $150 million, right? That doesn't make any sense. All right, people. Well, that's all I'm going to be podcasting for right now. It was great talking to you. I'll try to podcast more, you know, uh, but they'll probably be a lot shorter, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes or something like that. I can't keep talking for an hour. I got work to do. But uh, thank you so much for listening. And again, for those of you who booked my services, thank you, thank you, thank you. And those, those of you who are waiting for their wedding photos, they are on the way. I'm fixing them up every single night. Uh, some of you have a little rougher skin than, you, than I really want you to. So I'm airbrushing all those little dimples out that you got from uh, pimples you had a long time ago back in, the, in your teenage years. So you have nice, silky, baby, smooth cheeks. It's really nice. Okay. So anyway. I will be talking to you soon, and thank you so much for listening, and I am out of here. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQTO Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.